This week's show is brought to you by Beetroot Pro. Beetroot Pro is a supplement for athletes that helps increase blood flow and improve athletic performance. We'll be reviewing this on the show over the next couple of weeks as we uh, are taking it regularly. And um, we'll be giving you an update on our times and, and how much it's helped us with our training and stuff like that. So stay tuned. So check out beetrootpro.com or check out their Instagram page, beetrootpro. Close your eyes, leave all your troubles behind, yes it's Welcome to episode 45 of Eat, Sleep, Run, Repeat, the running podcast for the average runner. Almost a full house tonight. Nathan Barden. Good How mate. are you, mate? Bradley Wax Cullent. Evening. Waxy. Spartan Sparling. Yo. And uh, we've got our special guest. We'll get on to him later. That's Peter Lewis. Bit of a local legend, so stay tuned for that. Welcome, we had a good, um, good podcast group run this morning. At Sandgate, yeah, that's yeah, cool. Yeah, thanks everyone for coming along. And there was a, um, what's uh, very much Adam was there. I think he was doing clocking up hundred k for the week, wasn't he? Yeah, I yeah. think he got hundred and twelve or yeah, hundred and twelve or something like that. Smashed yeah. it. And uh, what's his name was on was running with him. Who came on? Brenton. Brenton. Yeah. yeah. Bz yeah, or bz 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 he got hundred and eighteen. So oh, good shit, week. Yeah. So um, yeah, thanks everyone coming on. It was good. Good morning. Yeah. Cheers for all the uh, the food and drinks, Steve Sparling. That was he, um, no worries. Unreal. Your dad said, "Oh, easy run." Christ, look at this. It's five fifteen a k. I said, "Yeah." And then uh, little uh, Fraser's boy um, Samuel was in the caught up with the five minutes k group, didn't he? For like he was leading. Okay. He was yeah, leading. He was, he was hosting. Oh, yeah. I think. Yeah. He needs to he, he needs to practice his pacing a little bit because then he uh, I think um, but he still finished finished with me I think he averaged about five fifteen a k yeah for ten k like at nine it's years a, old it's a long good. way for a young yeah. kid yeah. to run he done, did bloody well twenty thirty two Olympics I think he'd be ready he reminds me really reminds me of your brother Spencer does he just his like physique and the way he runs he's like kind of got that loping. Which really yeah. reminds me of um, Spencer when he was really young. Do you see those boys? They're ripped. Yeah. There's yeah, no point yeah. on them. What's he, was no he taking them to the gym and throwing them in the corner and say, just go do some weights or something? And it looks like Fraser's got them on the protein powder, eh? Yeah. They do not They do not sit still, though, mate. They are just full gas the whole yeah. way until they like, drop and fall asleep. And then how when old, they wake up, it's a burn. How know? old's Lucas? Is he seven, is he? Seven. Yeah, he walks over with no shirt on. He's got an eight pack. 
Yeah. <laughs> he's, just like, he's carrying the dog. Is that, is that is what he's doing? He's working out and carrying the dog around all the time. Yeah. They don't Bloody hell. Those two. Yeah. They're always doing Speaking something. about Adam Leishman, have you guys all done 100K weeks? So I reckon Pete would have easily, but you, Steve, you done, have you set out to do 100K week in your training or anything? Yeah. Yeah. I haven't done one recently, but yeah, I've done a few. Yep. But yeah, he's he's well and truly gone past that 112. I think I think I spoke to him the other day and he said his highest was like 86 recently. So that's as far as he's got. So he's pretty much set out to do it and smashed it. What's he training for, Steve? I have no idea. He has nothing in the plans. He just wanted to do a 100k week and he put it out there for the Morton Bay Road Runners just to jump on board if they want to come run with him every day at whatever time. And people kept showing up. Like I think BZ, he just showed up every morning. I think he run with him every day. And a, and a few of the other guys just jumped on and they all just cruised along. So by far, they finished on the half marathon today, but I guess the other days are all 15Ks. Yeah, if you do 15K a day, you've done 105 for the week though, haven't you? Yeah. So there you go. It's just Wax has that. had a good week. I think Wax has had a great week. How many yeah. Ks, Wax? No, it wasn't 58, 54, but I might just snip out and get the other six tonight. You 60. won't. But I'm tired. You can do but... 26, Wax. <laughs> oh, I can feel it, but I really want to just get that next. Nice. But I want to just build on that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah where's all this inspiration come from? Oh, I just felt like... It's like that movie, uh, Forrest Gump. I just felt like running. and I just do. <laughs> I don't even know what the hell's wrong with me. hope it just lasts for that forever because um, I had a bit of off time there and then. Oh, I just get sick of, um, I think I get sick of getting past too at these park runs, to be honest. I'm a quite competitive. You may not know that about me, but I am. I really don't like getting past or seeing those guys shoot off. So yeah. I think that gives me the push as well. But I do just feel like running there. Honest yeah. truth. Wax loves that hard last kilometre push, eh? Every, every week at park run, he's always trying to just send it at the end. And I think he gets it down to about that four minute pace every week. Yeah. He loves I it. it. I try and smash that. And um, that last one, my, my breathing was out there though, but I don't care. It's, it's sort of like, oh, oh, oh. <laughs> I could hear you breathing this morning when we were getting near the finish on that, on the run this morning. Yeah. yeah I passed your dad. And then, cause I was running it. I, I was running with you guys, eh, Spartan, and then yeah. I I caught up to your dad, Willie, and then he I looked at the watch and he's like five oh five and I thought and then it went to five and I was like, I'll bugger this. I might just run at five twenty, five fifteen will do me. And then when he got around the turnaround, he was still a bit ahead, but I thought, oh, bugger, you passed me, Spartan, and then I thought, oh stuff this, I'm just gonna have a bit of a go. So I think it was 4.45 to catch you guys for about a K, I think. It took me to yeah. catch us. And then yeah. I just thought, bugger it. I'll just try and just go. I just went along with it. Felt good. I always want to know what – I always want to check Brad's heart rate data because he's got to He won't show anyone. He won't show anyone. It's about 160. <laughs> yeah. And I'm like, it's quite high. heart rate up. Yeah. But we did. Yeah, but we had a look on your phone, eh, and we, I couldn't figure out how to activate it. Spartan couldn't either. So oh, bullshit. I told you you had to do it. And he said, no, nah, we'll just let it go for now. Keep all guessing. Well, we can do that too. I've even added him on Garmin. Yeah. He won't accept it because I know on Garmin I'll be able to suss it no. out. No, well, it's just... not at 130, mate. It's about one. If I'm pushing, like I've, had, I've been trying to just get one 
anything after 5.30 and that, I just get bored with it. I really do. And then, uh, but 5, 5.30, 5.30 just sits me all right. And my heart rate will be about 1.45. Yeah. So. Your, your dad was cool this morning, eh? He's like nearly 69, is he? And yeah, he, um, yeah. We're like three Ks into it. And he, he comes up next to me and he's like, he goes, come along for an easy run. He goes, 5.15 is not fucking easy when you're my age. <laughs> and anyway, so, but in the end, he ended up pushing, on, he was with us at the end, you know, right right there at 5.01 pace and he got the average. So, yeah, it ended up being quite a quick run for him. And he said he loved it. He goes, that's that's probably the best run he's had for a while, just running in a group and having a bit of a chat with everyone. Yeah. Yeah, so I'm gonna hard. I'm gonna try and get him out on next year on a couple of them long Sunday runs that we do. Yeah, because he he's doing a lot of stuff on his own and you, you know over 10k on your own it's boring, eh? Yeah, yeah, he loved it. You Nothing. can always hop in for 15 or 20 of it, even if blokes are doing a longer run. Yeah, especially down at Sandgate there if you're doing. I have to backs. say it does. Yeah, that 10k went real quick, and at that and doing it at that pace, like um. I'll have to see what my heart rate was um, for that. I slowed down a bit and then I ran at the uh, with Chris Curtis um, and then Samuel at the end. So I wasn't going to – I just thought I'd take it, take it easy. I had another couple of K to do to get to me 50 for the week. But it does definitely make it go so much quicker. And I think you can run at a faster pace um, when uh, – look, I had my alpha flies on as well just because <laughs> I knew they probably so weren't going to be – no one was going to be hanging around. But yeah, definitely, it definitely does help running in a group, you know. Yeah, and, and it's nice to be flat. I mean, what was the elevation? What two meters? Uh, I never, get, I never get a run under a hundred meters. You know, even if I do a ten k around the block, like twice, go around the block twice, I, I'm still doing over a hundred meters of elevation. So yep. um, it's yeah, it's just nice down there nice. because it's so flat. You can actually lock in at a pace and just maintain it. Can't you? Because you've not really got anything to, unless you go over the bridge, you might. There's a bit of a rise to get on that, but it's just yeah, not, I, I just enjoy running down there. And old Tiki was sporting um, some new shoes today. Is he's, he's come on the the Sockany brand? He's he's trying the endorphins. Traitor. He's Nike loved it. Traitor. He loved them. He loved them. He was telling me they're so light and really real poppy. He goes, I imagine they'd be pretty good for anything that you want to run in. I said, yeah, they're pretty cool. Eh? I'm all wearing shoe. He goes, oh, that was a good tester. And he goes, he loved them. So, Yeah, he reckons they're really good. And, he, and yeah. they were about 150 like pretty yeah. cheap too. Yeah. He got it in at the right end of the price bracket, like to, to try something for the first go. You're not going to pay full price and then hate them, are you? So. Yeah, he went and tried them on, didn't he? Click and yep. collect and then tried them on. Yeah, I'm um, gotten for 150. So I always say that with shoes, you got to, because you got to try them on. Because I went to, I was in the ages ago, and I was in the Asics shop at DFO, and I tried a like a Keanu 26 in an 11, and I tried 11 and a half, and the Keanu 27 in a 11 and a half, and it was like two different shoes. Like I needed a 12 in one and 11 and a half in the other, because you just don't know how the machine's been set or someone was in a rush making that last pair, some Mexican on a Friday afternoon or a little Chinese kid. And it uh, was like, oh, I want to get home. Got to get home. It's Friday afternoon. I got to get home and doesn't really care about them. And um, boom, you know, you get, a, honestly, it was like, I said, sometimes I, like, I wonder whether some of them like shoes at DFO, maybe that's why they're at DFO. Cause the sizing like in Nike, sometimes the sizing can be 
you can put a size 10 on and I can barely get my foot in them. And look at those Nikes that I busted, are two pairs within 30 days. I busted them and you wonder if they might be, they were grey imports that they Nike have like uh, managed to um, apprehend. And, um, <laughs> you know, they've just gone, oh, let's get rid of them at DFO for a hundred bucks. Yeah, you don't know, do you? You just don't know. Going. So, yeah. Actually, talking of Nike, uh, last week when I was down in Sydney, um, our American colleague was over and he went to Oregon University. And uh, he's got mates that work at Nike. And he said it's amazing because you get free healthcare, free gym, free free everything. And he's got his mates work there. They give him a pass. And he goes to the Nike shop when he's in town at Portland and he gets 40% off. And all he ever wears is just uh, Nike. He said, but it's just, it's just such good gear. But he said, like, everyone is they splash the cash. Like, they just give loads of free gear to all the, like, uni students and all the teams and the college team. And all that it is like, like Oregon is owned by Nike, but he's he, he's a real big. It was a, yeah, it was really good chatting to him about Nike and um, and everything else. He said he'd love to work for him, but uh, trying to get a job there is pretty hard because no one. When you get a job at Nike, you just don't leave because the benefits yeah. are just so good. Free free childcare, everything else. It's, it's just brilliant. Have you ever seen any of the footage of the um the Nike place in Oregon? The like big factory where they've got the track with the um the forest in the middle of it and no I haven't seen yeah, either. Awesome. Either. My, all I've got is what I've seen off Nike's big bet, um you know and then from reading, uh Phil Knight's um, shoe dog. They've let some of the like famous um like YouTube runners, they've like let them come in for a day and they show them around the sort of museum thing and then they let them run on the that famous track where, you know all the all elite train, yeah. um, Galen Rupp and all those guys. And uh, yeah. it just looks like such a great place. Good well, the Nike shop on the Champs-Élysées in Paris was just like, it was a bit like a Nike museum. They had the original Air Jordans there and all in boxes like lit up and that. It's pretty, it's, it's absolutely mad story. It's just so packed. It's hectic. I was like, oh shit, I've got to get, i got to get out of here. It was really, <laughs> but you get shoes there in certain colors you can't get anywhere else like you can't get over here you only get them in europe and america and that what's, what's that other indoor track are these the asics that have that indoor track in that um big building and you run it's a single lane around a screen and each time you hit the the start line i think it's a 200 meter track so every time you hit the start line you race your own video on the screen so you so you know like the the soccer fields how they got the border and it's got the video screen so every time you do a lap you race yourself on the video oh, cool never yeah. heard of that before have you even seen that one well no. i'll see if i can find it and i'll send it to you i've seen it before i think yeah. it's asics and they and they have the, like a big video wall so it's probably like two or so meters tall and every time you run you're running it against your own last lap so every time you run you gotta try and beat yourself and as soon as the you get beaten by yourself that's game over oh. so you can do like a progressive run yeah I've seen yeah, it once no. before someone sent me a, a video it wouldn't be this year but last year or something it was a video and it's basically like a video of your basically like shadow boxing. You're just like shadow running, but you're racing the image of you running the same lap, but you're on the wall on the inside of the lane. Pretty cool. There used to be a a bike at the gym. I used to go to Albany Creek Leisure Center and you could go on a, like a, this bike and you just program it and it had a big screen and you could pick the different courses to ride around. Mm. Um, and it was all a bit like sort of Fantasia kind of stuff, you know, Avatar stuff. And you, it would give you like um, the last time you rode that that course, it would have a 
like a ghost of you so you'd see where you were in comparison to it and it'd give you a wattage and that and then it would if you were going for a certain pace it would have a rider a ghost rider as well for you to know to where to, to keep up with um for that specific pace or power output you wanted to um wattage that you wanted to um sustain over it. that was really good because it really helped you get the k's get the k's done you know like just takes your mind off of just staring at nothing you know Technology is amazing, eh? These days. Yeah, well, you can do it on your. You can sign up, can't you? With your like, if you got a spin bike, you can sign that up, and you can get a screen or get it computerized to have on the TV through certain channels. I've forgotten what it's called, but you have to get a membership, I think. Not Swift. Certain bike. Yeah, that's it. Swift yeah. is it? You have to get a certain membership. You have to have a certain spin bike as well, don't you? I think to be able to set it, set it up a computer on it. I yeah, think. you can set it up for um running as well on your treadmill, but. You've got to get a tag and, you know, it goes on your ankle and it's a bit bit involved in it. What training have you been doing, Steve, this week? Oh, I've just, I've done not much. I think I've done about 40K or something like that. Just a few runs. It's still pretty good, though. Yeah, still still running, but yeah. How's the heart rate? Yeah, it was a bit high today. Been like low because I've just been jogging, but today it was about 150 average, I think. So probably going a bit too quick. Yeah, but no, start like there's just no rush, nothing to train for, is there? And you can't go you silly. Do, uh, you you COVID. Have you made a decision yet on dust till dawn? No, not yet. No. Is anyone else coming? Who's going to come? Who's going to come out for dust till dawn? Oh, I'll Can definitely you know? come out and watch, oh, yeah. but I'm just not 100 percent sure what I'm going to do yet. Um, Mathilde did the park run yesterday, and uh, she hasn't done anything for nearly two weeks, and um. She set off at like eight and a half minutes for the first lap. So she was on like for a cracking time. But, um, and all of a sudden her hips blown up. I remember she, her hip was sore. She could hardly walk last night. She was in real pain. And it's all, every now all her sciatica has kicked off and everything's gone tight. But I think it's because she hasn't done anything and then just gone, rather yeah. than blaming the new book's shoes, just gone and gone hit it. And the, the body's just gone, oh, hang on. <laughs> we haven't done a warm up. We haven't done a stretch. Uh, I can, you know. It's, Eight and a uh, half minutes. What would that have given her overall? Twenty-five and a half. To, oh, twenty-five yes. and a half minutes. So it would have so been a huge PB. So she was flying. <laughs> so she realised that she was going a bit too gun ho, and then and all of a sudden she felt her hip sort of like. She was like, "Oh shit!" She had to stop and walk at one point. So um, yeah, hopefully it's not. I've just been pushing on it, and it's definitely like TFL, uh, ITB, all really really tight. So um, then it just sort of, you know, it's like when the uh, engine hasn't been going for a while. And just fucking, you put the foot down. It was a bit like a bit of thrashing. Yeah, it's gone a bit seized yeah. up. We'll see what happens. Anyone she was going to do the fifteen k anyway. She was thinking about because that's the minimum you can do as an adult is fifteen k. But she's like, oh, oh at, the, at the dust till dawn. Dust till dawn. I said, well, you can walk a lap, run a lap. It's a k lap. Walk a lap, run a lap. You'll get it done. Fifteen k, and then you can just. Watch me for a bit and go to sleep in the swag. But anyway, <laughs> we'll uh, we'll see what we'll see what transpires between now and then. But uh, I'll be there on the start line for the hundred. So anybody got anything else they want to talk about? Nah, I found that running track. It's a Nike. It's called Nike's Lead Running Track. I'll send you the link so you can have a watch. Oh, I'll put it um, in the uh, description. Yeah. Um, the show notes. Uh, yeah, it's 
kind of pretty cool. Is it, so after you set your first lap, it sets that as your base one, and then you got to beat yourself. So obviously, yeah. Start slow. Yeah. There you go. When we did cross country as kids at, at Sandling County Primary School, we used to have a weekly like cross country. It was like you well, run it. We go out through the woods, up around. It was about three k or so. And uh, every time, if you used to get points, so it's like you get a point for winning. And then you get a point for going over a certain time. But if you got a time next week faster than your last time, you also got a point. So <laughs> me and I don't know who it was, one of my mates, we set off really slow and we were stopping. Like, oh, is that a caterpillar on the floor? Or something? We got like 24 minutes for this run. And we got told off because the teacher coming behind. I was like, what are you stopping for? You meant to keep running. Oh, yeah. Because you boys should be running a lot faster than this. And then next week we'd run it and we'd do like a minute quicker. And they cottoned on to what we were doing. We'd gone really slow because we were getting an extra point. So we were like up with the, uh, even though we weren't winning, because it was to do with accumulation of points, we were up with the, uh, with like, I think my older brother. Leaderboard. Yeah, <laughs> we were up with my older brother, even though he was like two, a year or two above us at school. But we were like, they were like on the point, point system. So it was like... Um, we just worked it out. Well, we're not going to get a point for winning, but we get a point for uh, going faster each week. It was all like uh, stretching the rules. Well, let's um, let's introduce the guest this week. Everyone listening would have heard his name mentioned all the time. Pretty popular guy in the uh, local running scene. Welcome to the show, Peter Lewis. Yeah, thanks yeah. for having us on. He uh, he come running with us this morning, but he's um. You've got like a pretty interesting story on how you got started running, Pete, because you it's not like you've been running since you were young sort of thing. You started late. Was it your dad sort of your health the health problem he had? And then No, look, I played I played cricket for forty years. I actually retired from cricket when I was turned fifty, you know. I have I've actually played a couple of games this year, but um I got to the stage, I, I think I'd hit the age of forty and I was playing a, a cricket game and I'd uh, I was opening the batting and I I scored 40 odd. I looked at it. I'd hit five fours and a six. So I hadn't run too many. And I was absolutely shattered. I was probably about 95 kilo at the time. Shit. And I thought oh, I need to, uh, I need to do something here. And uh, I'd recently transferred back to Brisbane with my job. I was still principal out at Mount Sampson. And uh, the kids at Mount Sampson were right into their cross country training. And one of my staff members used to train them every morning. And I sort of got talking to her. You know, she was my admin assistant. So, you know, like, uh, like my business manager. And uh, I thought, oh, yeah, I could, I could start a bit of this running. So I did a couple of those Queensland running events uh, that run on a Saturday oh, afternoon. Oh, the cross country. Yeah, 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 that's how I started, in it? Did a couple of those. I still got the certificate, I think, from the first one I did. I was, I was pretty <laughs> proud of it. But uh, I think it about 20 minutes for three or four K, you know. But, um, yeah, so that's how I got into it. And, yeah, I just found that I... I actually enjoyed it. And for a bloke that rubbished people for being fit during my cricket career, I was, I was a coach's worst nightmare. You know, I, I didn't believe in warming up. I, I didn't believe that batsmen needed to be particularly fit. Um, but once I got into it, um, I found it appealed to my statistical nature as well. I guess a bit like cricket, you could follow the numbers and I've had a chat with Steve Sparling. You know, he's a he's a numbers man as well. You can look at heart rates and times and splits, and yeah, it it appealed to my competitive nature, and it was something I found I could get better at. Um, so you get the age of forty, you're probably not going to get any better at cricket, but running something I could get better at. So 
still doing it now about 17 years later and how, how did you get to the striders um i did jetty to jetty i, I just i just just used to train by myself you know go for a few runs and i'd done a i'd done a couple of marathons and i signed up for the jetty to jetty um one year and there were a couple of guys in south pine striders singlets running it and i thought south pines probably out near where i lived at Kashmir at the time so i just looked put it into Google, found out it was a running club out at, out at Eaton's Hill there and uh, just made a phone call, spoke to Stan Fetting and turned up, turned up to training a couple of times and just went from there. What, what, um, like around what time would that have been? I reckon 10 years ago, uh, maybe more. Um, yeah, pro probably 10 years. And then sort of like you were, um, doing park run and Stuff like that. Yeah, well, park run started about the same time. Um, I think I did my first park run in 2013, so it'll be coming up nine years. It was just at the early days of Sandgate Park Run. And that kind of took over from going to Queensland running, which I used to do on a Saturday afternoon, because park runs just at a terrific time of day. Seven o'clock in the morning, done by eight, whole family can do it. And you've got your whole day, you know, the whole day is not wasted. Yeah. Um, which is a problem with a lot of sports. <laughs> Uh, you know, it might only be for an hour or two, but if it carves up the day, um, it's a problem. But uh, park run didn't, so I guess I started doing park run regularly, and I've, I've done nearly 400 now at about oh, 75 different locations. So if you wow. want to know what the local park runs are like, I've done most of them. That's yeah. like nearly That's 10 years of running, runs. 10 years of park run. Isn't it? Yeah, it is. Um, I think I've done it for been go going to park run for nine years. And I've done 380. So the first year, I, I suppose I did it about every second week, but I, I put together most years now I'm doing 40 plus park runs. I was close to 50 park runs a year, but since I've taken over doing run directing once a month down at Warner, that's, that's once a month I can't actually get a run in, but I rarely miss it. Rarely miss one. Yeah, it's the What's your local park run? Thing. Pete? Warner. Well, it's, it's changed. <laughs> Originally it was Sandgate, um, and then I, I switched across to North Lakes because I could run faster times there because it's not actually five kilometres. <laughs> um, and then I moved to Chermside for a while when, when I moved house, Everton Park, and then when the running club, when South Point Striders got involved with Warner Lakes, I started going there because that's where you know, a lot of my running mates were going. So Warner Lakes I've never done now. War. I've never done Warner. Is that that's a dead 5K? It's pretty close. close. It's closer than North Lakes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it, it's pretty close. I think that the fairest course you'll ever do is Sandgate because yep. I think it's exactly 5K. It's out and back. You know, you've only got one turnaround, so it's a good, clean course. But, but yeah, I think Warner's pretty close to it. Chermside yeah. would be on right on – I know Chermside's right on 5K because the guy that was run director there insisted that we got it professionally measured by an accredited course measurer. So they've uh, mm. whacked an extra 38 metres on it from what it used to be yeah. uh, to bring it into – international uh, standard uh, measurements that's a tough and what's water, on that is warner pretty flat or is there some hills in it or it's oh, it's, it's got, got a few little hills it's got hills in it it's definitely not quick no, i don't no. reckon anyway yeah, i is guess it, because um, i do it all the time yeah, i'm used to it going back to sandgate at the beginning Pete, that used to go the other way it so, did mate yeah but but when they changed it i'm glad they never it. changed it back so it used to turn up around um Oh, where the old people's home is up up Just there. So it started Deborah. at the same yeah. place, uh, yeah. out and back. 
But when they were doing some work on the path there, they were forced to change it. But now with the, with the pier and that there, I yeah. reckon it's the only park run in the world that I've been to that you can see every part of the course from anywhere on the course. Yeah. It doesn't matter where you are on the Sandgate Park Run, you can see the entire course. The jetty's 350 metres long, so that's 700 metres. So you get yeah. nearly a kilometre in on the pier. Um, it's a great, yeah, it's a great, you, know, you go there on a fine winter's day where there's no breeze and the sun's out. It's a beautiful course to do. And they get mega numbers there too every week all the time. And I doubt they'd be able to go the other way now because the park, the park, um, the, the pathway going the other way is a bit more condensed, I guess, and it'd be a bit more challenging with the numbers and, they have now. And the one place where it needs to be wide is where it wasn't, and that's the last 500 of the 2.5K out. So it's yeah. where you've got everybody passing in both directions, and that was a problem even in the early days. Yeah. What's your favourite park run? Pete? I reckon Sandgate is, yeah. and, and I've been asked that, that before. So... Um, I reckon it's the, it's the best park run in the world. So if I had a visitor coming to Brisbane and they said I want to do a park run, you take them down there. It's on the it's on the yeah, waterfront. Yeah, nice on the water. Oh, yeah, for a dip in the water afterwards. Yeah, I remember the second park run I ever did was over in London when I was over there on holidays, and I, I just yeah, you, know, you just look for the local park run, and I found it, and I found out it was a cross country course. No one warned me about that. <laughs> And, uh, yeah, there was a bloke cross the finish line with me and he said he's been trying so hard to break 20 minutes, but he just can't do it. I said, hop on a plane, go to Sandgate, mate. <laughs> yeah. You'll be laughing with the no, time. Go to North Lakes. Me. Go to North Lakes. You, you're, you should get it Wait there. A minute. Yeah, well, that's where my PB is at North Lakes, but it's only a park run PB, not a 5K think, PB. Um, just talking about North, I don't, I don't want to dissimilar anything, but they could quite easily make that 5K by making the start where the finish is and the finish where the start is. I reckon you definitely get that extra 80 or 100 metres that it's about out. Because um, um, everyone does the old Formula One fucking take the take yeah. the slick line. So um, I, I reckon that you could, um, I reckon, but it just depends if they wanted to do it or not. I think it's just like it's set now that it was like stuck in their ways. Maybe it's. I like North Lake, so as a park run, it's psychologically it sets up well. You can you can sort of tick off various checkpoints along the way, and the and the three laps you yeah you know, you're thinking when am I going when am I going to lap my first runner and and yeah, yeah I've yeah I've, I've only got to go 900 meters and I'm around at that turnaround you know the other bridge around the far side of and the you, course. If you're good, you can take a shortcut. Across the little bridge. It's occurred to me it. once or twice, but you get caught out on Strava these days. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> You, uh, we had a little bit of a chat this morning, Pete. You like obviously like the stats. We had a, a bit of a Facebook chat as well about that last week. Um, I like to dig into the runs and have a look at people's heart rates and see what's going on. I, I like to look at all these boys. Oh, Whack. where's it? Where's this going? Oh, no, <laughs> no, we're me. bad. No, we're bad. Wax is the only one that won't show anyone what his heart rate is, but we all know he's he's <laughs> puffing. Um, so he digs deep. Wax, waxy goes all right. Anyway, so you, you've um, obviously know a lot of people and you're probably interested in, in international events as well as the homegrown stuff and park runs and pretty much everything running. Is there something this year that's really stood out internationally that you enjoyed watching and think that's 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 a crack of a run, you know? Like, Look, I, I loved watching the Berlin Marathon, of course, when Kipchoge set that world record. And I, I suppose what amazes me about him is just the longevity of his career. I mean, the guys, he, he won a silver or a bronze medal on the track in 2004. 
He won yeah. another one on the track in 2008. He vanished. He didn't make the Kenyan team in 2012. And he's won back-to-back marathons in 2016 and 2021. That's incredible. You know, the, the yeah. guy isn't just a marathon runner. He doesn't run half marathons, but yeah. he's gone through in 59 something for the first half. So yeah. how good, how good's that? So obviously that's a standout one, but um, I thought uh, Bacala is in, in London, given that he's over 40 years of age, he's really smashed the, the world record for, for that age group. And a lot of these age records are, are going down at the moment because I think people are realizing that they can stay in this game a little bit longer than perhaps they yeah. they could in the past. And people have people have decided that some of these records are worth chasing. Mm. When I looked at Steve Monaghetti doing, you know, breaking the world record for the oh, 5K on the track for an over 60-year-old. And this is a guy that held the world record, or they used to call it the world's best at the time because it wasn't a ratified world record for the half marathon 30 years ago. Yeah. And he's still now a world record holder for his age. And he's not far off the world half marathon record either. Yeah. Uh, what he ran down in Melbourne, that was an Australian record. What was that time for that? It was about 113 or something. He's run down in Melbourne for the half, yeah. but he, he's run 1552, I think, for the for the 5K on the track. Yeah. Um, and, you yeah. know, pe- he, people don't 60, realize. 60, isn't he? Yeah, 60 yeah. People don't realize that that's not easy to do it. At that age, I mean, no yeah. one's ever done it before. It's so. Amazing, eh? But he's he's an elite, and often the guys that are setting these records are blokes that didn't do it early on in their career, um, and they don't have the accumulation of injuries and whatnot. But he's still obviously got some passion and hunger there to to train. He's he, he must be targeting some of these records if he's running like that. He just turned sixty a couple of months ago, so that 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 yeah. one impressed me. Um, what about local? What about a local person? Someone southeast Queensland that you you probably yeah. either run with or you just follow. Is there anyone well, in particular? There was a world record that was set at the London Marathon for the women's fifty-five to fifty-nine, and it was set by Krishna Stanton, who's from Brisbane. Wow! Now, if you go and have a look at the fast park run they had at Sandgate, not this year but last year, she ran seventeen forty-seven. She was fifty-five years of age. Yeah, 100% age grade. Now, wow. she's a, a Commonwealth Games silver medalist in the marathon, but she ran a 248 in in London this year to take down the world record. So okay. we've got a couple of pretty good runners that age because, you, you know, New Bowker, of course, that ran yeah. with us this morning. Yeah. Last year, New, you know, posted on Facebook, she'd finished second in this 5K event, you know, in her age category with a time of 18.50. And I, I sent her a message. I said... You came second with 1850 in your age category. Who who finished in front of you? Yeah. She said, Oh no, it was Christian Stanton turned up and took the honors. I think it was the International Women's Fun Run or one of those. Uh, so I thought that was a pretty impressive performance. I thought at the Com Games, I thought the 1500 meter men's was just a yes. great race. Yeah. And a lot of people bag out the Commonwealth Games and some of my running mates bag it out. It's, it's a second rate event. Well, I can tell you that in 10 years' time, people will remember that yeah. over a Diamond League and, you know, Jess yeah. Trengrove winning the marathon. Some of these marathon runners are saying, oh, I'm not going to go to the Commonwealth Games because, you know, standard's not good enough. Well, there's others that did go there that got a medal hanging around their neck, yeah. um, which is a lot better than, you know, who remembers who came 12th at the New York Marathon or, or whatever, you know. So I think some of these guys should target these events that people do. I'm amazed more elites don't go and take the Australian park run record. 
because that's a record worth having. Yeah. Um, and you, you, lots of people will know who holds that record that don't follow athletics, that are casual runners. So, so this, yeah, there, there are a couple of standouts, standouts for me amongst international athletes for sure. I guess I admire the, the older runners that are still hanging in there um, yeah. because they have to account for the fact that they're not going to improve in an absolute sense every year. If you stay as good as what you are at that age, that's actually a gain. Yeah. But it's hard to do. It's hard to motivate yourself. And I, you know, I know myself, my, my quickest what runs are probably behind me now. I'd like to think that's why I had to go and do a 50K event, Steve, because uh, yeah. I hadn't done that distance. So I PB'd at that. And you're going to go again, right? Oh, yeah, probably. <laughs> I, I said I wouldn't after, you know, about five minutes afterwards. But you know, what was it? Did you do Gold Coast fifty? Yeah, yeah, did the did the fifty k. Is that the first time to that distance? Oh, I did Comrades back in twenty eighteen. Oh yeah, yeah. But nice. uh, that's the first time I'd run a fifty k, yeah, race on a flat, you know, flattish course. So it's kind. Of, I, I had it in my mind it wouldn't be that much harder than a marathon. Yeah, you know, I just kept thinking, oh well, it's only another eight k, you know, a bit over a park run, you know, park run and a half. But yeah. Once I hit about the 40 kilometer mark, I was wishing that uh, I only had two kilometers to go, not 10. I went, uh, I went from a half marathon to a 50 K and completely missed. I'd only done a road marathon this year and I did a 50 K like nine, nearly yeah, nine years ago and missed it. Yep. So, um, and then I realized that, hang on, the 50 K is further than a, than a marathon. So yeah, it's, um, you think it's not that much further, but, I think, dip, I mean, on a road, I'd be interested to see how it feels on a road compared to doing a trail race. Because trail races, you walk the hills and you're not really worried about time so much. You're worried about just, like, get it done. But on a road, I think you're probably setting yourself a pace and trying to Def hold definitely, to definitely, I had a pace that I wanted to dial in at. And, and I approach every race exactly the same. I'll, I'll have a pace that I say, right, this is what I'm going to do the first quarter of the race at. That's what it's going to be. What, what was your pace for that? 440 was what I was planning to, yeah, to do. And, and that was reasonably conservative, but I, I didn't want to blow up. Um, and I'm partly doing it as training for London Marathon for next year because the best marathon I ever did, um, I did a few months after I did Comrades. Uh, and I felt that all that work I'd done, mileage-wise, to train for that ultra had really assisted me in that new, in that marathon later in the year. Um, so I thought I'll do this 50 and treat it as part of the build-up for London. You know, obviously last couple of weeks I've, I've eased back a bit, but I'll get, get straight back into it probably from, from this week on. And what time did you get, uh, Pete, for the, um, the GC50? Uh, three hours 55. Just Fucking hell, that's good going. Good going. Good. What, was your average? what was your average in the end? 4.42. Yeah, oh, that's so I slipped out a couple of couple of k's. We were over five minutes, around about the 45, 46 k mark. I put a couple in there. Sparling's probably had a look at me, Strava, and a little chuckle to himself. Looked at the heart rate going up. That's terrible. You have to head heart rate going up. Head in pace down. Hang your head in shame, Pete. In five minute k's. That's a great run. Uh, no, look, and and it was about what I expected to do. You know, I was thinking if I did four forties, I'd run around three fifty four. So. 355 is pretty close to that. Yeah, it's good. And you got you got an entry into the London next year. I have, yeah. So my wife and I are both going to 
going to do it. It's, it's the, the one that's on my bucket list of, of all the marathons that I haven't done. It's the one I most wanted to do. So, is it your first major? No, nah, I've done Boston twice and New York once. Wow. Um, but I had qualifiers into those. Uh, London, yeah. unless you're a local, yeah, they won't do it. Um, so how did you get in? Uh, paid a tour group. Um, yeah. Whereas, you know, Chicago, I can get a qualifier into that. Uh, even Berlin, I think I can. But Tokyo and London, yeah, they, uh, they just charge. I mean, yeah, you can pay your way into them. Um, Tokyo, there's a few different ways to get in there, isn't there, I think, but it's been to be pretty pretty tricky still. Yeah, I, I think New York's the fairest. Um, but it's You can get in on a qualifier if you're quick enough for your age and gender, um, but there's only probably out of the 50,000 entrants, probably 5,000 qualifiers, and then the rest are charity entries, tour groups, previous entries, and the, and the ballot. Just going back to, the, um, to your marathons, so, like, he started running around the age of 50. Is that right? 50? No, I was 40. 40, okay. And then, so, <laughs> so, sorry, yeah. Um, <laughs> I'm not good with numbers. Um, so, you've um, you started running marathons, but when you broke three hours for the first time, that's a pretty um, pretty wicked story. That, like, was it you, um, Paul Gourlay, Anthony Ulster? And was it uh, a guy Christian? called Brad Lacey? Brad Lacey. He's moved to Canada. Yeah, yeah. So you you were over, you couldn't get under three hours. How many marathons were you over three hours and then you oh. just finally cracked it? Well, how close did you get? 15. Oh, look, not very close, Steve, until I lost some weight. So, you know, I told you I was 95 kilo, that the running yeah. got me down about 83 kil- kilograms. And I, I ran about probably 10 marathons I'd done. I'd done them all between three hours, 22 and three hours, 30. So yep. I, ne- I, ne- I never got any better. Um, I lost another seven or eight kilos back at the end of uh, 2014. And I suddenly went from at park run. I had broken 20 minutes, but I was able to break 19 as easily as I could ever break 20. And that was within about two months, just lo- dropping two that weight. In the weight. Yep. The PB for the half marathon, I did a, a half. I went from like 132 that I'd done six years earlier, 127. So it made yeah. a big difference. And the marathon in 20, 2015, I took 14 minutes off what I'd done in 2014 and ran a 308. So that was oh, 2015. And then mm. 20, 2016, I did, I did Boston. I did about three hours, 12, I think, at Boston. Because um, I, I wanted... Were you aiming for three hours at that point? Nowhere near it. No, no. You weren't aiming for that. You were just saying, if I could break, say, 320, I'd be happy. Three hours is what other people did in marathons. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so it was a completely different ball game. But when I got to the 308, um, I thought, well, I can do that again. And I I did a 306 the next year at the sunny coast. I got injured leading in the Gold Coast. And I, I had an entry, but I couldn't really go hard. So I'd tried to do a bit of a negative split and I ended up running the first half in one hour 42 and the second half in one hour 33. So it's really nice. You, you pass about 500 people if you do that. Very often. Yeah. Um, but it, I ended up with three hours 15. I thought, oh, you know, I'll, I'll have a go at sunny coast in, a, in another six weeks time because I'm, I'm going all right here. And I did 306 there. And then I went to the next year, my wife and I went to Paris and did the Paris marathon. And that was in early 2017 at Easter time. And I did a 304 high. So just under 305. 
and that's when I started training with with Paul and uh, Anthony and uh, yeah and Brad. We we sort of got together and we were going for the Sunday runs, and they're egging me on. Like to me, they are always going to break three hours because they're quick. You know, they're all seventeen minute park runners or better. Um, and I was the slow one in the group, um, but I thought, look, it doesn't really matter if I blow up. You know, I could definitely go the first half, 25K, maybe even 30K at that pace. Um, but, yeah, just all came together, got the perfect conditions on the day. And uh, next thing I know, you know, I've reached that 40-kilometre mark and I've got 10 minutes, 30 seconds to make the last 2.2. Oh, and, yes. uh, you know, I'm, I'm like Steve, I'm doing the numbers here. I'm thinking, oh, well, we'll yeah. knock off a minute for the last 200. That's nine and a half minutes for 2K. I can do this, you know, I'm... I'm I'm struggling, but I think I can manage a couple of 445s with it, with with this on the line. Because yeah. to well, me, that you, was something I never thought you, I could do. When you set out, say, just taking it back a couple of steps, when you set out and did like the 304, 306, were, were you going, okay, I'm going to run at, say, the, um, were you going to run at like 420 a K pace? Is that what you'd set yourself? Yep. And then you thought you were feeling good, so you sort of went, I'll go a bit faster, a bit faster. Well, Is that well, what that, you that, that, at Paris, when I did that 304, I, I set out at about 420 pace, but I was feeling pretty good, you know, 15K in, and I picked up a bit, and I got to the halfway mark, and I'd done one hour 31. And that's when I started to think, well, I'm not that far behind yeah. three-hour pace here. And I, I put in a bit for the next 5K, and actually ran me quick as 5K between 20 and 25. But I just couldn't, I couldn't sustain that through to, the, <clears throat> through to the end of the run. I didn't sort of blow up terribly um but it it certainly got me thinking that i I might as well have a crack at gold coast i mean i've done the gold coast marathon about eight times is it you know if i end up in a gold coast hospital it's not quite the same as ending up in a hospital in paris (laughs) (laughs) i'll get free medical treatment over here so i thought i'll give it give it a crack and uh it was good to share it with those other guys um and and that was the first time any of those guys had gone under three hours and I reckon I knew 20 people that broke three hours for the first time on that day. So it was particularly good conditions. And, yeah, it just, it just all fell into place. Have you broke three hours since then? Yeah, I've done it twice since then. I, I did it again three months later in Melbourne, Jeez. so 2017. And then in 2018, I did com- I decided, right, I'm going to do Comrades because I'm running well at the moment. I did that in the June, and then I went over to New York in November uh, with a mate of mine, Trevor Warburton, who's <clears throat> same age as me. And uh, we both had qualifiers because he'd done Melbourne with me. Because I think at our age, men's 50 to 54, we were then, you needed to have run a sub 314 marathon and you got automatic entry. So I said, mate, we got automatic entry into New York. Let's go and do it. And I talked him into it. Uh, I did th- two hours, 59 and 45 seconds, and he beat me by two seconds. Nice. <laughs> Honestly. He, two, two hours what? Two hours, 59 and 45 oh, seconds. I did, oh, oh, and he's beaten me by two seconds. He did two hours, 59, 43. Yeah. Uh, and, that- and of course, all the boys thought we must have been holding hands all the way around. But, uh, <laughs> they, they've got different start lines there. So <clears throat> we didn't, and they merge at about the 5K mark. Yeah. So he actually got the jump on me at the start. Like he, he was only about 11 seconds behind the gun. So he must have. But New York's quite a hilly course, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. So that was me. That's undoubtedly the best I've ever run. So you, if you'd done a flat course like Gold Coast, you would have gone even faster maybe. I'm, I'm sure I would have. Um, yeah. 
but I wouldn't have got the conditions that you got you get in New York. Yeah. Like it was cold, dry, mm. still. Yeah. Like it was about six, seven. A crazy degrees. city, isn't it? Uh, it I've, is. I've been to New York. I, it's it's a mad. It's just mad. The amount of people is just absolutely. Well, there were fifty three thousand did the marathon, and I did a few. Like Steve, I'm a numbers man. I thought, <laughs> how many people are crossing the finish line every minute? So I worked out if everybody, the, the quickest run I did say two hours and the slowest did eight hours, that's six hours that 53,000 people have got to go over the finish line. I worked yeah. out that was 150 runners per minute Jeez. or two and a half runners every second crossing that finish line. Oh. Now, a lot of those would have been crossing in the, say, three and a half to four and a half hour yeah. sort of time slot. But you, know, you are dealing with massive numbers like the start. The guy on the stopwatch would have been so busy. But it was a great, you know, great event, great event to do. But just yeah, everything came together on on that day. I haven't been able to do it since. I've, I did a three hundred one in Canberra last year and a three hundred two at the Goldie this year, where I, I ran with Woolly for about thirty kilometres. And uh, have I you thought could... about doing the whole um, like the six majors? How many have you missing? Uh, well, I'll be missing three after this. But my plan was before COVID hit, I was in the field for Berlin for 2021. No, no, for 2020, I was in the Berlin field. <coughs> and of course, that got canned. Yeah. My plan was I'd do Berlin and then I'd do Chicago using a qualifier the following year. Well, that got canned. My Berlin entry went, got transferred to the following year, but I couldn't do it then either. So in a perfect scenario, I would have done four of the six at the moment and be looking to do London. You got London and make and it five, and, and then I'd pay whatever I had to to get into the field at Tokyo. But I, yeah. I think that dream might have died with COVID. I, I don't think I'll do it now. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, I, you never say never. Um, and I've promised my wife if she can break four hours, 20 minutes, which is the Chicago qualifying time for her age. If she can do that at London, we'll do Chicago the following year. Uh, presuming I can get under whatever I need to do to qualify as well. Um, so, yeah, they're great fun to do and they're, and they're so much different to any of our events. You know, the, mm. the number of men in my age group, there were 4,000 men in my age category at New York. Um, and 4,000 yeah. a big field in its own right. Yeah. So out of those 53,000, yeah. 3,970 of them were men aged 50 to 54. That's crazy. Yeah, but they're, they're the sort of numbers you're looking at. You know, so it's just, a, yeah, that, that's Suncorp Stadium full, um, mm. all doing the marathon at, at 53,000. Boston was sort of like 30,000. Paris had 40,000 in it when I did that. What was the Paris course like? Is that quick? Or? Well, it must have been because I ran a good time. Um, <laughs> great course to do, and, and anyone can do it. There's no qualifiers. There's no cap on the field. So it's one I'd recommend to people because it, it's like the hop on hop off bus tour of Paris. You'll pass every monument and famous building in the in the town. So it's a really good one to do. And I was able to do Paris Park Run the day before. <laughs> Always look to chalk up another tourist run. That was funny actually, because when we rocked up at the park run, like normally they get 50 runners down there. But of course, there's about 5,000 British tourists in Paris running the marathon that weekend and they've all turned up and shockers yeah you know, the bloke uh, the bloke there's two like, in paris there's there's two yeah. park runs in paris and one of them goes through the like the uh some dodgy park where all the uh yeah that's the one not that's the one i did mate all all, all, all the uh all the hookers yeah all, all, the, yeah, all the hookers hang out <laughs> well, <laughs> I didn't goes, really... we're not going there 
<laughs> I didn't realise that that's what was in that park, but my wife and I went for a bike ride later in the week after the marathon, and we're riding through that through that park, and they've all got little tents set up and vans. And I didn't know what it was. I had to Google it because I, I Googled the park name. So, so you know, you, one of them looked odd enough, but what are these people doing? But they're all over the place. Crazy. Yeah. So. Yeah. I'm going to go right off topic with my next question for you. We've um Dave Sweeney, he's a local guy at North Lakes and he clocks some pretty quick runs. I know he's the pointy end, whenever he does run, he's right at the pointy end, regardless. Uh, the age category, Tick Woolley, he he's right up there as well for his age. How's the age category, you know, your percentage that you get and your results for park run? How do they work that out? So obviously however many people in that age category run, you got the slowest and the fastest and where you come in the numbers. Is that how it works? Well, there's a couple of things that the park run, I'll tell you where you came in your age category, you know, in your email that you get every week. How do they work it out though? Well, they have a look at how many people aged between 55 and 59 ran that day and tell you where you came. But what's probably a more interesting stat is the, the age grade score. Yeah. Now, mm. that, that goes on your actual age, your actual, so... Oh, that's what, I, that's what I meant to talk about. Sorry, yeah, that, yeah. that was that. So that age grade score, they'll look at the world record for your age yeah. and they'll look at your time. And the example I give is let's just say that the world record for my age is 16 minutes, which actually isn't too far off it. If I run 20 minutes, that gives us 16 minutes up divided by 20. 16 over 20 is 80%. There you go. That's how it goes. If you run the, obviously, if you run the world record for your individual age. Um, so I normally run around about the 80% mark. I think for me to get an 80% age grade, I've got to run about 1920. That's been going up every year. Last year, it was about 1910, but it goes up as your age goes up. An interesting, you know, little one, yeah. a, a, an interesting thing about it, I, at one stage when I was in my early 50s, I noticed that the same age grade time was required for about a 14-year-old boy, open women, and 50-year-old male. We're all about the same world record. So if you look at the 5K world record for a 14-year-old or a 14, 15-year-old boy, it's about the same as for a 50-year-old, and it's about the same as the, the, the women's open. So just for comparative purposes. So it gives you a chance to compare your time versus somebody else's. And you can actually go onto the park run uh, web page for, for that event and instead of having them ordered by um, position which is the yeah. default just go to the top of the column where it's got age grade you can you can order them by age grade tick woolly would be up there most weeks i'm thinking that he's running an age grade around 83 84 percent but have a have a look at it yeah i'll have to have a look he's up uh, there yeah I've he, looked him up. he'd definitely be up there um, that was the I other know. question, whether it was international as well or just Australian. So obviously it takes on board everyone. In it's the, everyone. In the it's, yep. Yeah. Yep. It's, it's, it's off World Athletic, Masters Athletics have got the tables. Yep. But, you know, like Monaghetti's world record for a 60-year-old for 5K, 16 minutes. So if I ran 20 minutes at age 60, that'd be 80%. Yep. And that's about right because I think I looked at what I'd need to do when I turned 60 to still be running an 80%. Yeah. And it was around the 20-minute mark. I, I like going back through your stats for park run over the last however many years you've been running and you can look at year and your best age category and if it's got better, you know what I mean, over time? Yeah, it's probably helped since probably been pretty consistent. 
you know, yeah. around that around that age. I think the best ever park run I did age graded was a couple of years ago. I ran an 1837, and that was about an 82 percent or something like that. Yeah, that's um, up there. Yeah, last year my best one, or well, this year my best was an 1852, which wasn't quite good enough to take that 1837 down, even though I was a year older. Is that speed week again? It was, yeah, yeah. I still reckon I got robbed uh, five or six seconds at the start line because all the guns like Woolly would have been in front of me. You know, you got yeah. to start back yeah. in the pack, mate. Took so you reckon you lose go, you, you lose that little bit of time at the beginning because of the bulk numbers? But do you reckon you make it up by getting towed along by everyone? Well, I I, I don't. How do you answer? How do you answer that? Um, yeah. All I know is that I would have been five or six seconds to get over the start line. I, I think I finished 129th. And I wasn't passing too many people, so yeah. um, there's you know about a hundred people in front of me on the start line. Carl Batty once he told me that like he got an elite start for the Bridge to Brisbane. He reckons he was able to get up closer to the start line of that than he could at Sandgate Park run that week. <laughs> but it's it's a great you know it's a great week and it's it's almost a celebration of running, isn't it? You know, yeah, it's been the strongest field you'd ever get. I think there were twelve people in under fifteen minutes. Yeah. They were just coming off the jetty as I was getting onto it. I'm just sorry. I'm just on that age grade thing, right? So this week, um, in Parramatta, Rosemary Rhodesia, she ran twenty nine nineteen, and she's in the sixty five to sixty nine. That gave her a hundred and one point zero nine percent. And then sort of scroll down a little bit to like local Stones Corner, Ian Cameron. Do you know him? Uh, I know. Yeah, Ian Cameron's local, and he's a gun runner. He's in his sixties, and he's quick. 65 to 69, he's run 1918, which gave him 89.3%. Actually, Tick and I were talking about him this morning on the run. Yeah. Um, you now, about the age graded, and he said, Oh, he's got Ian Cameron's in his age. Oh, he's, mate, that's quick. Nine, nearly 19 minutes. How do you get 101? That's almost as good as the football players. They give 110%. Well, it, essentially, that's a world record, but it won't be a ratified course. None of the park runs are ratified courses, so you can't set a world record on them, but that's yeah. what they use. Yeah, yeah, cool. So you can't turn up to North Lakes and claim a world record. Yeah, you just fall 90 metres short. That's right. <laughs> Makes a difference, that 90 metres. It's the last 90 that hurts in every park. Oh, yeah, for sure. I'm trying to find any oh, local. Kedron, Sebastian Croak. 1708 11 to 14 years 84 percent yeah they're just this all just super impressive times like the more you sort of look down at sandgate chris willahan yeah, 1627 83 percent yeah, yeah so there you go so you, he was you guys yeah well chris is 40 40 41 years of age 1627 gets him an 83 percent so that's yeah, a he was pacing harvey on saturday so Oh, all right. He's trying oh, to get a PB. Yeah, he's trying to get a PB. I think trying to break 16. 30, 16 he should have hopped on there, Wooly. Next year, I'll get serious again and get stuck in. At a yeah, bit I, I'm not 100% yeah. sure. I was talking this morning with um Chris, who follows um, Woolhand, and he said that, yeah, he's pacing Arby. I think Arby just missed it. He got 16.32 or something. He's, coaching a, he's, he's coaching a few guys, Chris. Yeah, yeah. Probably, and, and I, I think you know Arby's one of them, but um, but he's got a couple of others that I think he were down at Sandgate this morning too. Yeah, cool. I think he's part of the Runco. No, yeah, it's, not, no it's not. Not to no. do with him. Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, so he's just doing it privately. Oh, yeah. so he's got good. about four, four or five people on his books that he's that he's. Uh, well, he's done bloody well with Arby. 
Yeah. He's just yeah. killing it. I remember yeah. Harvey turning up for a, you know, time trials we used to have down at the track yeah. you know, during the yeah. COVID years. You know, and, he, and he was struggling to keep up with us. and Not anymore. He couldn't break like 19 minutes or something. Well, he can now. <laughs> now he's <laughs> regularly running 16 something. And, yeah, he's quick. And he looks quick too, doesn't he? Yeah. He looks, he looks the part. I think he'll run a really quick marathon next year. I think he did this year, yeah. but yeah. Well, people don't realize he was only four minutes behind him at the Gold Coast this year. So there wasn't much in it, really. Yeah. And the, just the rate that he's improving, it's just, he's knocking minutes off PBs. Like, yeah, it's pretty impressive. He's we a young guy. The other week, he's smashing all the trail runs in between his road events, too. So yeah. Yeah, he's been winning everything. everything. He's been winning yeah. them, hasn't he? Yeah. yeah, he took out it. I think he must have got overall winner for the SEC yeah, trail, the first part of it, anyway. He's been doing the short course ones, I noticed. Mm, yeah. Well, we've sort of maybe covered some of it, but what what's the future for you? Like, just keep training, keep yeah, improving I, I, that age grade? I I sort of have this idea that I'd like to be sitting around 80% all the time. I'm, I'm happy with that. Um, but uh, I love running tourism. Um, and it's probably the thing that I've enjoyed most in my time in running is just targeting some of these events. And... And they can be local. They can be park runs. You know, I've got, I've done uh, fifteen new park runs this year. I've done twenty-three different park runs. I think this year. Haven't you nearly done the alphabet? Oh, I've got the, I've got the alphabet. <laughs> so you've done the alphabet. Yeah, oh, nailed shit. that. Um, I'm just trying to get to a hundred different ones. So I'm trying to pick off any that I, I can do within an hour's drive. And you'd be surprised how many there are on the south side, all over the place. Um. But yeah, like London next year. Um, wouldn't mind going back and doing Queenstown again. I did the Queenstown Marathon in 2019. That's a great event and a half marathon. It's like a hybrid course. So it's part trail, part part road, part hard compacted path. So it's a really interesting one to do. Um, what sort of shoes you wear for that? Yeah, look, you could wear Alpha Flies for that. And the Alphas had just come out and loads of people were wearing them. They were the last ones I didn't run in in the super shoe it was the last marathon i did prior to that um but yeah you could run it in normal shoes but it wasn't all on road it was only about 30 percent on road but some of the path was really hard compacted path and it was a fair bit of elevation wasn't there yeah it was net downhill net downhill so um but yeah you had to run around lake hayes which was a little bit tricky that was probably the toughest part of the course down the Arrow Town Trail as well. You had to be careful not to fall over and trip, um, as you do on trails. And oh, there's 2,000 runners in the marathon, so you know, it wasn't an event, a little niche trail event by any stretch. You know, it's a decent-sized marathon. You so, did that with Paul. Hey? Yeah, Paul, 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 that, yeah, Paul ran that as well. He ran like something like two hours 43, I think. But I, I actually reckon the 308 that I did there was up there with those 259s because... It was a completely different type of course. So it was a lot of fun to do as well. Yeah, it's good. Like when you're on a flat course, you can dial into a pace and just keep going, can't you? But like on a course like that, you're sort of even more impressive that you can just keep grinding out that hard pace. Yeah, although the, the changes in, in elevation sort of mean that you're working some different muscles too. So, you know, it sort of breaks it up a bit as well. Uh, but yeah, look, you're always going to run a faster time on a flat course. You know, yeah. 
the end of the day, flats, you can never make up the time on the uphills, make it up back on the downhills. You can catch up a bit, but you're never going to catch it all up. Do you reckon you'll go um, 258 in London? <laughs> I'll probably try. I've sort of, eh, the last few marathons I've done, I've sort of always set out at that pace. Honest truth is I don't think I'll do it. I think age is probably catching up with me, but I'm going to give myself every chance. I'm going to, I'm going to do the big mileage um, start of the year. Uh, Steve was talking about 100K weeks. There'll be plenty of those. I'm going to, I'm going to do longer long runs. I'm going to, you know, do those long runs at around 40, you know, 40 K runs. I'm going to try and build in some tempo runs. So on a Thursday, practice running at 4.15 pace. That's what you've got to run for a three hour marathon. Yep. And I want to get good at running. I want to be able to run 14K at 4.15 pace, no problem. Feeling because comfortable. Because if, yeah. if I can't do that, I ain't going to be doing it for triple that distance. It's as simple as that. So. Yeah, I'll be doing that, but I'll, I'll I'll assess closer to it. I want to be. I'll need the park run time to be down. I'm I'm thinking eighteen forty. That's about where I've been able to manage a three hour marathon off off that sort of time at park run. So I'll be yeah I'll be putting in a few decent putting in a few efforts there too. So I definitely want to go under nineteen minutes again for park run next year because I've done that every year since twenty fourteen twenty fifteen I think. First went sub nineteen, so I'll be trying to do that. Even if I have to go down to North Lakes, yeah, you, yeah, you just need to um, get yourself an, an EPO prescription from somewhere, <laughs> yeah, and some testosterone replacement. I'll get down TRT. About, I'll get down about nineteen fifteen at Warner or Sandgate. I'll uh, be rocking up the North Lakes the following yeah, week. Yeah, you'll be running seventeen thirty at uh, that hundred meters, <laughs> knock another twenty seconds off. No worries. Yeah, I think I I, I ran wide on every turn a few weeks ago and i got like 4.9 something but there's you know like and i was running actually not even in the center i was running wide so i don't know how they've marked it out like i just think that they don't care you know like how we make such a big deal out of it and i don't think the people that measured it really care they're like ah oh, it's close enough i suppose if you do it every week though you just compare it to what you've done in the past there so you know where you're at yeah, you know, on on that course, um, but yeah, just in in general, I I enjoy the sort of camaraderie too that you get with running. You know, just just the people you meet and 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 the run we did this morning, group run, heap of fun. You know, yeah, I'd, I'd met yeah. Uh, Glenn and uh, Kim out there for for ten before we we met up with you guys, and it just flies, you know, because you you're having a bit of a chat and you're getting through it. You do you do twenty k on your own. Yeah, and and yeah. I and you have to do it sometimes. Um, yeah. And we all do it, but it's so much easier when you got someone to, to run with you. I know that my longest run for that Gold Coast fifty, my longest training run was forty five k. And I had something on on the weekend. I think I had a bowls. I play lawn bowls as well, so I had a bowls yeah, tournament we, all week. We worked that out at the Christmas party when you got your own bowls out. <laughs> 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 well, that was actually the weekend I had to do that forty-five k run. Oh, I couldn't yeah. do because we had the Striders function. And I had to play four bowls matches Saturday and three again Sunday morning, and then I had to turn up and play you guys at bowls on Saturday night. So big weekend of bowls, yeah. So so I took the day off work Friday. I made sure I didn't work on the Friday, and I was going to do forty-five k Friday morning. So Where I've, did you do that? Well, I started at Warner Lakes. I did five laps of the lake starting at four a.m. and Kim Dingwall joined me at four thirty. So I've got five or six K in the bank. I did 12 with him 
and then so I'm up to about uh, 17 or something. And then I did a couple more laps of the lake. And then I'd agreed to meet another friend of mine, Joe Fernandez, at 6 a.m. So I was up to 22 then, and I ran 10 with her. So that got me up to 32. And then yeah. I did another 13 on my own, running around Pine Rivers. So that's a good way you, you've added them all up and got other people in. But, I mean, if this morning, if so, they said they'll do another lap down and back with the group, I reckon uh, at a slower pace, thank you. Um, that it, it would have been easy to get that 20k done, but if someone, if you, if I'd got up this morning and gone, Oh, I've got to go and do 20k, like yeah. you'd you have to be like, Fuck, where am I going? I've got to yeah, think of where to go. Well, I reckon, yeah, the, t- like, I reckon the, tough, yeah. the toughest of the long runs I did lead in the Gold Coast, I did 40k. I started where at the Sandgate Pool, I ran up to Kippering Railway Station from Sandgate Pool, went from Kipper to Petrie, Petrie to Pine Rivers Park. Pine Rivers Park, all the way through on Bracken the, Ridge, on all the footpaths, all the footpaths, oh, and got God. back, got back the Sandgate Pool, and that was a forty k. It's a huge loop. It's, a, it's actually a really good loop to do, but it's not one you can get someone to join in with you on because you're running one direction. You know, whereas what we did this morning, you're doing out and backs, and you, yeah. you're getting back to the car park and whatnot. Uh, but but it's it was a good track. I'll probably do it again, but I'll try and find somebody that's silly enough to do forty k with me one. One day, so if you look, well, I'll come with you. Give us a shout, we mate. We should all I'd join like in. To bash that out. Yeah, it is yeah. a good. It is a good run. Um, yeah, and I usually just. Well, I've got Garmin pay on me watch now, so I can stop at a servo and get a, a power aid or something. Yeah, I did that a couple of times. I'd be happy to give that a bash. I don't know if I'd be able to keep it pace though. Well, you can shorten it a bit if you start up a Decker and do Decker the same run, but you go Decker to Decker. It's about 35, 36. So that, you know, I've done that a couple of times that run. I, I actually enjoyed running this morning in the um, Alpha Flies, and I was thinking I might change over to me training shoe, just to everyday training to be me Alpha Flies because I could just run a fast <laughs> well, the, pace the, in them. Look, and they're not, great, you know. but and and I've been tempted to do that as well, but I, I kind of like the fact that I know I can go a little bit quicker yeah. in them. Yeah. So whatever I'm doing in a training run, I think oh, I'm actually going a bit better than that because I'll I'll throw the Alphas on, yeah, and hopefully. Uh, go a little bit faster, or at least. But I'll normally do one one train and run in the alpha one of one of those tempo runs that that I talked mm-hmm. about, and I think yeah. I did one of those leading into the Gold Coast fifty. I did twenty five k at four twenty seven pace or something, just a yeah, just a bit under four thirty k, four minutes thirty per kilometre. I think I did twenty five k at that, and that's what I after that I thought yeah I can definitely target about four forties. But hey, you know, you get out there on the day, it's never easy. No, bloody tough. What that, you were saying this morning that you run through bloody water under a under Well, a bridge there's an underpass, yeah, about 10K into it or yeah, a bit less, maybe eight or 9K into it. The high tide was up so high that it covered the bike King path tide, you go under the road. You, you know, you, you don't cross any roads. So you're going on, on an underpass and there was like, it was a foot, it was at least a foot deep, and there was no way you could dodge it. So even though it was raining, and I'd been dodging every puddle on the path, that was a waste of time because I've had to go straight through this river. And after that, mate, I just went through every puddle. Just yeah, took, took, the, took the race line. You know, don't add any, don't add any extra kilometres to the run. Bloody hell! And I was, I was thinking about this earlier. I'm sure it was you that was telling me that when you were training for comrades. 
Didn't you do like some mammoth session around like the Jinka track? Yeah, well, the, the Jinka track, Old Northern Road and, and Collins Road is around about nine kilometres. Well, yeah, we one. call that the Jinka drone. We used to cycle it and yeah. we got a name for it called the Jinka drone. <laughs> you go up there around that little block and you can stay in the cycle lane. You don't have to cross any road. You can just go keep it like over in the left-hand side. You go up Jinka track. Collins Road, Old North Road, and just do. I used to go and ride loops of that on me uh, on my bike. Yeah, I did loop, loops of it for comrades. I, Oof, I, I, I needed. I wanted to do a fifty-five kilometer run, so I thought, well, that'll be six loops of that, and I can. I wanted to practice some nutrition, so I set up the car down at Steve Jones Landscaping there on the corner of Collins Road and Old Northern Road, and I just had people join me for a lap or two, so it was good like that. I had company for the whole six laps and every lap i reversed the direction so the first one i did clockwise the second yeah. one i did anti-clockwise just collins just, road would have been a drag for you well on the way back yeah, up oh, yeah yeah well i only had to do it three times on the way up because <laughs> every second one i did the, the other way i remember my young fella he he was running pretty well at that stage he would have been in about year 11 or 12 and he he joined me for the last 10k so he was the, the one i had had to run and he's going, Dad, you know, you can go a bit quicker than that. And I'm thinking, mate, <laughs> I've done 45K around these hills. I'm not going any quicker than what I'm yeah, going. Yeah, there. you just rolled out of bed. Shut up. Just yeah, shut up and run I with think me. it was on a public holiday, did it? Maybe it was on a May Day holiday or something like that. But it was, yeah, you know, it was good to do. I had I had company and I knew that you know, I was only nine kilometers away from the next person running, running a couple of laps with me. So I reckon I had about 10 people join me. One guy did actually four laps with me. Um, that's good. So, runs, that, that one there and the one you did with Kim and Joe, that sounds like a pretty cool way to train. You get a new distraction whenever you come across that next runner that you can have a different sort of chat about or whatever for the, for the next bit while you're with them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And and you can sort of break the run up into various parts. Yeah, yeah cool. so, so it was five kilometres from Warner Lakes when I finished with Kim to where Joe's house is. So I had to run, you know, jog that five kilometres. Yeah. Um, and then, yes, yeah. She joined me for 10. The last sort of dragged out a bit at the end because I started at 4 a.m. and I finished about 8 a.m., I think. Oh, shit. Went home and had a sleep, yeah. <laughs> as you do. Feet were a bit sore, but I was determined to do it, you know. Like, I always like to go into a run and finish what I started to do. You know, and there's, look, there's the odd occasion where you don't, but, but yeah, I reckon even on a training run, you've got to have an aim in mind. And, yeah, this running to feel... Oh, I'm not sure it always works, you know. Like, yeah, I'll, I'll normally work out what pace I'm going to run at. Not so much this morning because I knew I was running with, with you guys. It wasn't too far. But when I ran with Kim and Glenn beforehand, we were always going to run at about 5.10 pace. And that's what we started the run with you guys at. But you guys just kept picking it up. Oh, I'm blaming Kim. I'm blaming the young fella. Look, Fraser's young. Yeah, kid. yeah. Samuel. It, and then he's, he's gone and had, he was leading. He's gone and had the hide to drop off. He's gone and burnt. Yeah, you know. <laughs> yeah, mate. He, you know, we're all sort of trailing in behind him, and he's like one of those pacemakers they yeah. did in the marathons, mate. Yeah, I'll just drop back now. <laughs> yeah. Thanks very much. Mate, he'll be a bloody good runner if he keeps going. Yeah, mate. yeah. cool. Oh, but awesome. yeah, no, look, we we love our running. Um, and you guys do too, or you wouldn't do this every week, yeah, would you? Yeah, we, we love talking that's about it. it. But that's just the like your story about how you got yourself fit, changed your life. Like, sounds a bit corny, but we're all about that stuff, eh? Like, we love hearing, like, like Chris Curtis, for example. 
who ran this morning with us. He's like a mm. massive human. How tall would he be, Steve? Like six? Is there, six I think he's a bit uh, six five and maybe six six. Maybe he's a bit, he's an inch taller than me. But yeah, he was. Um, I think he said two hundred and so he was two hundred and twenty kilos roughly. And I think he oh. said he lost one hundred and four. So yeah, he's that... one. He's what about one sixteen, one eighteen? Yeah. Yeah, you obviously yeah. weren't that that big, but no, but you know, like I was unfit. And, and my dad, he, he passed away from a heart attack at age 54. So kind of always had that in the back of my mind as well. I, I usually go and get tested for that every couple of years and get all the blood tests. And, yeah. And that's where I keep a bit of an eye on it. But you can only, you know, you can only do what you can do. But being fit and healthy is definitely giving yourself the well, best. The side effect of, chance, being, yeah. of doing something like running, being fit and healthy, is it, it helps all your internal organs, your heart and lungs, most important. Yeah, my mum's always going on about it. Oh, you know, you'll kill yourself. You know, you're pushing yourself too hard. But look, the alternative is you don't do anything at all. You know, you you, you got to live life. You, you know, you, you're just trying to stay alive rather than living. Um, yeah, I always, a lot of fun. I've always found that. Like, I've been in loads of different boxing gyms, tire boxing gyms, all that. And you'll find that if the coach doesn't like running himself, you'll just shit can it altogether. Ah, oh, no, distance running is useless for fighters and, you know, it does you no good, hurts, just damages your joint, your joints and stuff. And then you meet someone who's open to it and they're, you know, it's just whatever you're into. Eh? Like if you don't like doing it, you just tell everyone that it's no good for you and oh, you're going to damage your heart and all this. But best, yeah. best one I hear is, uh, and, and loads of, loads of runners will hear this. People will say, oh, it's all right for you. You can eat whatever you like because uh, and I'm yeah. thinking, well, actually, I could eat whatever I like and I used to. And that's when I was 95 kilos. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I, I, choose to, I choose not to eat whatever I like. People say that to me as well. They go, oh, yeah, you can get away with it. You can eat whatever you like. I said, no, I can't. I'm type 1 diabetic, so I can't eat whatever <laughs> yeah, I like. Yeah. You know, like, oh, right. Yeah. yeah and, and, yeah, a lot of people say, oh, I'm in knees and that. You know, won't stand up to it, but I'm not sure that they've actually tested these knees out. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, they've already yeah. pre-programmed themselves to say, "Oh, well, yeah, it'd be no good for me." Yeah, you ask them if they've had a scan, and they say, "Oh, no, nah, just a doctor told me my knees stuffed." And you're like, "Yeah, well, you should maybe give it a give something to give something to try. It might help it." It certainly certainly made a difference to me, and it's it's given me something a different focus in my life. I, I thought I'd never give up playing cricket. And you guys, listen, you guys talk about your boxing and that. And you would have been so immersed in that yeah. for so long. And yet now it's just something you did in the past. And uh, this is what you do. This is what you do now. And yeah. I would never have traveled and done the things that I've done if I didn't get into the running. Like every trip I plan overseas now is planned around a running event. Um, because, But I only go to places that I want to go to. Yeah. Mm. Um, and, and so when we went to France and I said, oh, it'd be good if we could just do a race, whether it's like a 10K race or something else. And then I was like, we were going down to Leon. Well, we weren't actually going to go to Leon. And then I said, then I found this little half marathon trail race, Trail of the Bear up in the Alps. And I said, oh, well, that'd be good. And we went down to Leon and we would have seen it, uh, Matilda's sister and um, partner anyway, up in Lille. But uh, we said, oh, well, jump on the train it's only two hours we went there we stayed there for a few days and saw a bit more of uh, france and we went off for the day to the alps and um you know 
I ran the race and then in the afternoon we went to this lake and went out on this big paddle boat and everything. It was just a, it was one of the highlights of the, of the holiday for me, you know, it was just good to go up into the, never been to the Alps before. We never would have gone if we hadn't have seen that race. So I think, you know, you're right that, that uh, it can take you to places where you never would have even thought of going. Yeah. And, and look, we always look up where the nearest park run is. So I've already planned out the three park runs I'm going to do when I go over for London for <laughs> London Marathon because I know where I'm staying. Are you going to do Bushy? I've done Bushy. Ah, cool. Uh, I did that, you know, the year I did the Paris Marathon. We had a week in London beforehand. So I made it out to there and it was, I think it was about 1,100 runners. Oh, so, uh, well, I remember seeing Benny Merlin had done it, you know, not that long before I did, not he? He'd run 17, something. He'd come about 10th. I thought, oh, I must get a pretty decent field there. I think I did about 19 and a half minutes and I came about 53rd or something. Yeah. Like Sandgate, mate, on last week. <laughs> but, um, yeah, 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 look, there's, there's loads of park runs around. One of the best ones I ever did was over in uh, Washington, D.C. That's one of my favourites. Little Island National Park, so it's a trail, flat trail. But you actually had to walk over a footbridge onto the island and that's where the park run was like a lap around. Cool. America... The UK and Australia are sort of probably the three countries that have the most park runs. Uh, America it, hasn't got many. Is it not? Well, France uh, has got eight and two of them are in Paris. Um, and like the UK's got like, only it, eight. Eight. And two of them are in Paris. Yeah, I looked it up and it was like yeah. eight. Yeah. Uh, so like the US has only got, the US has only got about 30. Oh, okay. Um, but, but South Africa's got quite a few. New Zealand oh. would probably have more than the US. Uh, New Zealand's got a similar sort of number to them to what we have here. And if you take their population into account, you know, similar yeah. sort of ratio. So if you're going to Auckland, there's probably half a dozen options. Um, maybe not quite as many as you've got in Brisbane, but yeah, they're all over, they're all over the UK and Ireland and those, those places you can definitely yeah. find one. So yeah. I'm going to do Gladstone park run in, in uh, London this time. Cause I've done Gladstone park run in Queensland. And I was reading somewhere that only one person had done both Gladstones. Yeah. Now, there's a couple other park runs that are co-named. You know, oh, Brighton, there's not, because like, there's a Brighton in England and a Brighton over here, but there's no um, Yeah. yeah. Well, there's one, there. a, there's an Albert Park in, in Britain somewhere and an Albert Park you know, down in Melbourne. Melbourne yeah. But lots of people have done both. Because if you're a British yeah. tourist and you can't go in Australia, in Melbourne, you'd do Albert Park run, wouldn't yeah. you? But Gladstone, mate, not too many have done Got, got both glasses. I think Hamilton's another one that they might, you know, there's a Hamilton New Zealand or here. There's about four or five that are co-named. You've got exactly the same name for the park run in different countries. So I thought that's I'll chalk that little, chalk that little milestone up while I'm over there. That's a whole, that's a whole new game again. Oh mate, you've got to look, you've got to look for these challenges, but uh, <laughs> I'm thinking of Ipswich. Is there an Ipswich park well, run? Probably, yeah, there'd probably, be an Ipswich one in England. That's where I got, that's where I finished my alphabet for park run. I finished it at Ipswich here. Needed an ice, so I got in the car one morning out to Ipswich. When you said that, I was thinking, what, what did you do for Z? But then it straight away thought, Zoomer. Well, there's only three Zs in the world. So it's low hanging fruit if you live in Brisbane. Really? Wow. That's the only reason yeah. anyone goes there, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. Chris British. is local, isn't it? There's British tourists at Zoomer. How about X? What did you do for X? Nah, there's no X, so it's not part of the challenge. Um, mm. So it's considered you got the alphabet, you got 25. I guess if China ever gets park run, they'll. There'll be, there'll be hundreds of X's. In fact, there's no parkrun in Australia that has an X anywhere in the title, but there'd be no. heaps in Britain, like there'd be Oxford and yeah, places yeah. like that. Yeah, not in Australia. 
Hey, good, good, good fun to try and get all these. That's a good that one. Is, good challenge. Good. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, well, should we um, knock it on the head there? Been going for a bit. Yeah, it's been great. Thanks, Thanks for coming on, Pete. Yeah, that was great. Oh, enjoyed it. Legend, we'll have to um, get you back next year. We'll keep pumping them out. Yeah, I'll have to have a few more runs together as well, I think. Yeah, a yeah. few more good yeah. Sunday runs. You can join me on the 40K loop, mate. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I'll join you for five of it. <laughs> <laughs> five out and five back. Yeah, 2.5 out. Oh, I, do, I tried to join you for 40K down the Gold Coast. I managed <laughs> a fair bit of it. Yeah, I was spewing it. I turned around and seen you sort of dropped off a bit and you were like, no, keep going. Well, I was pretty happy with the time I did, to be honest. I think that was about that was about high watermark for me. What was that 301? 302, I did. 302. Oh, yeah. Just outside. I reckon I reckon if I'd had to, you know, if, if 302 had been three hours, I would have gone under 302. Yeah. If your yeah, life yeah. depended on it. But you yeah. know, there comes a point there where is is 301 any different than 302? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've just about got everything covered between 259 and 312. The only ones I'm missing are 309 and 30. Five, I think. Jeez, he's got another game going on. Jesus Christ. Yeah, trouble is, even those are hard to get now. I thought I was going to get 309. <laughs> you just see his clipboard at home, eh? He's got the park on all ticked off. He's got <laughs> yeah. a 259 through to the 320. He's going, shit, I'm missing 309. Bloody hell. Yeah, I've, done a few, I've done a few in the last few years. And then there he's got the double names going. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, well done. Good stuff. Oh, mate. All right, boys. We'll um we'll catch us all next. Yeah, we might have to go early next week. And um, yeah. see you next yeah. week or Christmas. Yeah, we'll get it in before Christmas. Christmas special. Yeah, awesome. Yes. Yeah, oh, cool. All right, all right. boys. Catch, catch us later. What?